This is Not Often Heard with Gary Taylor and Mark Stockley. Hello and welcome to Not Often Heard, the podcast. And this is Mellopod number one, 2020. My name is Gary. Uh, my name is Mark. And this is our very special Melody Festival and podcast series that we're doing. This is brand new for 2020, isn't it? It is. Uh, I quite liked what they said on the show. It's Mellow Shurgy Shurgy. <laughs> so for the uninitiated, if you are just stumbling across this podcast, we're talking all about Melody Festival, which is the Swedish competition for selecting the entry for Eurovision each year. It's in its 60th year this year, actually. Getting on a bit. Just a bit. But it continues to be fresh, contemporary, and serve up the laughs and the entertainment that we've come to expect. They're seasoned pros, aren't they, the Swedish? They are a bit. So this is where we get to go a little bit more in-depth onto Melody Festival, or Melfest, as we call it in English. Yeah. That's the abbreviation. Or I believe the Swedish call it Mellow. That's their abbreviation for it. Yes. I I, I realised that as I was watching it. They call it Mellow. Mellow. (laughs) So we're going to get to talk a little bit more in depth because we just don't get time on our regular show. However, that does not mean you shouldn't check out the regular show, should you? Oh, definitely not. Lots of witty repartee and great music. Yes, so you can find us at midday on Sundays on reachonair.com if you do fancy checking that out. But on to Melody Festival and Heat Number 1, which was in Ling Shopping. Wow. So first of all, we have three presenters this year instead of four, which I think is a good start. Well, trimming the excess, I think, a little bit. Gets yes. through it a bit quicker. It does. And we start off with the presenters running around and getting ready to travel up to Ling Shopping. And originally, they're going to fly up in helicopter. They're like, we have to go now. The helicopter's ready to take us. And they're <laughs> hunting down uh, the presenter, David Sundan, or David Sundan, sorry. David Sundan, yeah. We have Lena Headland and Linnea Henriksen. Alina is probably more famous for bungling the voting last year when she was on the Swedish jury for Eurovision <laughs> and getting the plate and get, scoring the wrong way around because she didn't understand the scoring system. Oh so dear. that's, that's <laughs> her claim to fame. But they've been very nice <laughs> and they've let her back and she's now presenting. So Lena and Linnea are hunting down David and they're, they're stumbling through some very famous Swedish television programmes, I'm sure, that we don't recognise because we're not Swedish, unfortunately. Indeed. And we get to see some familiar faces, including Sarah Dawn Finer, one of the last year's hosts, popping up. And we had even had a cameo from a Greta Thunberg lookalike. Uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Where they were, well, they were about to go for the helicopter, weren't they? And then this Greta uh, Thunberg lookalike, it holds up her uh, sign. Uh, uh, school strike for Klimatet. Which the is like famous sc- sign which is that she sc- has. School str- yeah, strike for climate change, isn't it? School strike. For- yeah, school strike for climate, basically. Yeah. And so that actually causes our host to th- reconsider their journey to Ling Shopping and actually not take a helicopter, and they end up running. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, which I can see is being completely logical. And they end up <laughs> running to a-, a song which is all about Mellowland and saying, "Welcome to Mellowland." And apparently, fun fact, that song was submitted as an entry for this year's Melfest and they decided they didn't want to take it forward. However, they did like it enough that they wanted to put it in the show. So it becomes the opening song, which I thought was really nice. Oh. 
and you've got your usual business, you know, the crowd is going wild and it's huge. This arena in Ling Shopping is amazing. It puts it, all of the countries to shame just about. Well, it's kind of like, you know, this is just like a regional city in Sweden. Yeah, the, the, that arena looked kind of like as like as big as the biggest arena in most other countries. Absolutely. It, 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 you could almost think it was the Eurovision itself. It is they, that big. Yeah, they, they really do go in for it, don't they? Absolutely. It is very slick. So we have seven songs on offer tonight in Ling Shopping. We have The Mamas, Susie P, Robin Benson, Malu Pritz, Ovo, I think it is, uh, Sonia Alden and Felix Sandman. And first up, we have The Mamas. And I love the nice bit of circularity, I suppose we could call it. We yeah. have The Mamas were the backing singers for John Lundvik at 2019's Melfest when they sang Too Late for Love. So they were the last act on stage at Melfest 2019. And they are the first act on Melfest 2020. So I love that kind of circularity, as I said. They come back, we start, we finish with them, we start with them. It's really good. So their song was Move, and it did get straight through to the final. Yeah. I thought it was a really good song. Um, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I did like it. I thought it was very simple. They let the song speak for itself. Simple choreography. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it, but neither did I love it. The thing is, they... It was soulful. It was a bit gospel. It very much yeah. like their backing for John Lundvik. Yeah, it, it's totally you know they they know what they're good at and and that's what they deliver. And they sung it off the stage. They they have amazing voices. It's wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. The performance, as you said, was it? It wasn't you know everything in the kitchen sink thrown at it, which I loved. It was just those three on stage with mm. some mics, and I I love that bit on the bridge where the music fades down and they're just singing a cappella and <laughs> it then jumps into the final chorus it, it's an amazing it's a proper arena moment that's where your pyros go in your big moment they, yeah, they yeah, absolutely yeah. sell it they absolutely deserve to go straight through the final they're a cracking group and i really really enjoyed it I, my favorite of the night to be honest first up and it's my favorite uh, i think i would say it was probably my favorite even though I, I can't say I absolutely loved it. No, maybe not. Moving on, song number two uh, was Susie P. And she was singing Moves. So we've gone from move to moves, the mm-hmm, pluralized. Mm-hmm. This one, a little bit more contemporary, I feel. Yeah, yeah. A bit kind of like, almost a bit like rappy, bit hip hoppy, maybe. Yeah. And it, she's singing in uh, what they're calling swanglish. So a, a mixture of S- Swedish and English. So there's quite a lot of it is in Swedish, but then you've got a load of English phrases thrown in alongside yeah. it. Now, maybe it's because I'm an old fart, but it doesn't really appeal to me, to be honest. Is is that the Swanglish or the actual style of the song? The style of the song, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Not my no, it didn't appeal to me either. However, the outfit, which is this kind <laughs> of tinfoily holographic you know, jacket and trousers and sparkly and sort of silver. <laughs> it looked like a shell suit. <laughs> to be honest, if Primark Sweden have not got that in the shops come Monday, <laughs> there's something wrong. I'm missing a trick. Absolutely. You need to get in there and start selling that stuff. 
it was okay. It was standard fare. And I noticed when I'm looking at the performance, do you remember uh, Benjamin Ingrosso's uh, Dance You Off and his big, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his wall at the back with all his, his stripes and stuff? Mm. And we criticised him at the time, didn't we? Because we said, well, you're not getting any shots of the audience in here. We can't tell that you're in an arena singing to a crowd. And it all felt very small and enclosed. Yeah. Well, it looks like she's borrowed his wall, to be honest. Because <laughs> she's got this massive two-piece wall at the back of her with which has got light bars on it and it just feels very much like benjamin's prop that she's wheeled out of storage and decided to use mm. however she uses it far more effectively to be honest because it's just a backdrop it's not being used to kind of just focus in and enclose her like benjamin did no but it says something i suppose when the best thing that we can really think to say about her song is the fact that we go <laughs> nice clothes and oh yeah they stole the backdrop from benjamin yeah, I I did not rate her vocals. I think she, she seemed out of breath, maybe a bit nervous. Uh, she's quite and I young, thought her isn't vocals, she? Yeah, I didn't. I thought she's probably more a rapper than a singer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I could I could get on board with that. Next up, song number three uh, was Robin Benson with "Take a Chance," which immediately I think of ABBA. Obviously, when you you hear that. <laughs> Well, exactly, yes. And he was probably counting on that as well. Perhaps, yes, but in nostalgia. So Robin yeah. is no stranger to the Melfest stage. He won it back in 2017 uh, with his Potty Mouth song, I Can't Go On. Yeah. She looks so beep. Mm, beautiful. You know, we could swear on this podcast because we're not on air, obviously, but we're not going yeah. to. We're going to be Well, no, but he did, he did water it down for Eurovision to, to freaking, didn't he? He did, but... As I said at the time, there was no need to put it in the first place. No. Just why? Just why? So he's back. He's grown his hair again. Because I remember the year after he did uh, Melfest and Eurovision, he changed his hair off. So when he was doing all his public appearances, he'd he'd gone for like a numbered grade number one or something all over. Blimey. And I was like, oh, that's that's a very different image. That's not what we've come to expect. (laughs) But hey. No, he's one of those classically handsome, good-looking... Uh, chaps, isn't he? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. So his song, Take a Chance, was a bit stalkery <laughs> in some respects. <laughs> he talks about seeing somebody on the on the tube on the London Underground. That's right, yeah. Getting off at, is it Piccadilly Circus or Leicester Square? Leicester Square. Leicester Square. Yeah. And just so he could watch her or something? Or them? Yeah. Ooh, no, a bit freaky. Not quite as bad as the uh, rapey song from Spain a few <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Do it for but, your lover. Oh. Yeah decisions bad decisions yeah yeah so robin's song not bad not bad i thought uh both myself and silent social media bob thought his voice sounded a bit croaky at times though wondering if mm. he'd uh, uh had a bit of a rough night the night before <laughs> <laughs> well they had had rehearsals the day before perhaps he uh, yes, went a little bit yeah. too far yeah in rehearsals but Yes, not quite the vocal performance. Um, we've seen him do better. However, I like the song. The way it builds yes. really works for me. Yeah. Again, we have simple setting. It relies on the lighting a lot. Not too bad with the, the background. It's not too busy. He's not surrounded by dancers. Remember, he had the whole treadmill thing and stuff happening last time in his dances. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. That was his gimmick. And yeah. Stripped down, relying on the lighting and just you and a mic works yeah now going into this i 
looking at his competition and looking at the songs, I didn't think he had a chance of getting straight to the final. I thought, yeah, nice song, second chance at best. Yeah. But he surprised us all by getting right through to the final. Yeah. I'm yeah. impressed with that. And it just shows this, there's obviously still a great deal of love for him in Sweden. Definitely. I think he's very popular. And as I said, I, I don't think how he looks will have done him any harm either. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and, you know, thinking in a very shallow way there, but, you know, <laughs> people people generally are quite shallow. People don't vote on how hot a contestant is, surely, to win this oh, contest. Of course they do. <laughs> Next up, we have another returner. Uh, we have Malu Pritz, who last year did our favourite song, I Do Me, mm-hmm. which was lovely. Great, clueless vibe. It was pure bubblegum pop. Loved it. And she was only 15 when she did it. Yeah, yeah. But great song. This year, she's back with Ballerina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different. It's a slightly more mature song. Perhaps Definitely. Because she's a year older now, so she's reflecting her own maturity, perhaps. Mm-hmm. For me, it was all right, but nothing special. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of thought that the, the title of the song didn't fit the genre because I was expecting something a bit, I suppose, a bit ballady and a bit floaty and ethereal with it being called Ballerina, mm. uh, but it wasn't. But the dancer that came on uh, halfway through the song and did the choreography, she was doing a bit of like kind of like modern ballet sort of thing. But it to me, it looked like it was made up as she was going along. <laughs> It was slightly distracting. Yeah. I think for me, the worst part of it was that awful dress they made her wear. Shocking. Absolutely (laughs) shocking. So she's got this kind of white blouse. Yeah. And then this red wine coloured floaty, I don't know, I don't know what it is, a dress on top. It was a cross between a dress and a tutu, wasn't it? I guess Because there were kind of like frilly bits around her kind of like breasts, kind of like frilly bit there the top bit and then the bottom bit was just kind of like a bog standard skirt kind of thing mm. uh and upside the down tutu <laughs> yeah yeah uh no it did not look good i did not like that outfit at all i mean in fact in my notes i wrote horrible outfit <laughs> by no means are we fashion experts or anything oh, like that excuse me well okay i'm no fashion <laughs> expert <laughs> no, no no i'm not an expert far from it <laughs> but yeah, um, didn't really work for me. I, last year's entry was better. Yeah, definitely. If we're going to have to pick between the two. Uh, next up, song number five was Ovo, I think it is. Uh, we'll probably oh. get uh, grief on how oh, we pronounce please, it. I think yes. it's I'm sorry, we tried to listen, but it was very noisy when they were pronouncing them. Yes. Uh, the song was Inga Problem. Uh, this is, I don't know, rap? Uh, rap, reggae, Caribbean kind of thing. Again, personal taste, not something I would go for. That doesn't mean it's yep. a bad song. No. Uh, however, I, I believe it didn't. It came six out of seven songs, so it wasn't that popular either. No. I find the I don't really have much to say about this, apart from I was slightly distracted by the the chap on the right. He, he was wearing this, like, black square which has got straps on him in front of an on top of an orange t-shirt yeah and it felt like he was going to laser quest 
because it very much reminded <laughs> me of when you know you went to laser quest and you have to wear those like shields Tar- like targets and shields yeah targets and shield things it yeah. just was like are you, are, you, are you if you just come from there are you on your way out there next i don't know so that was the most interesting thing about the song to be honest yeah no i can't i i've i've literally written not my cup of tea oh. as, as i was watching it nothing i've got nothing majorly against it but not mm. for me Song number six, uh, an old favourite, Sonia Alden is back. And it's the only song that has completely Swedish lyrics. Uh, it's Sluta Aldrigo. And it's the token ballad of the week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't help, but I'm looking back at it now. God, she looks like Jane McDonald. <laughs> I'm getting a... <laughs> seriously, I've just panned across the face and I'm like, so you could, you could be a Jane McDonald tribute act. I'm sure Swedish fans are horrified. How dare you? No, I'm looking at it too, and I can totally see Jane McDonald. Sonia. Jane McDonald could be a Sonia tribute act. You should be grateful. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice enough song, as ballads go. Yeah, again, I wrote nice enough. It's nice. It's got the emotion. It's got the power behind it. Yeah. But she did kind of stand out amongst the the other perhaps that was the the whole idea you know you're the one ballad amongst the sea of other genres yeah this competition was too strong though i feel that she was kind of lost yeah and you you could see when they were revealing the voting and it came down uh, i think to the wire between the mamas and sonia which one had got director for not the final and which one was being eliminated and everybody was sitting at home going it's the mamas it yeah, actually definitely. is the yep. This is no competition. None at all. And then leads us on to our final song, which is Felix Sandman with Boys With Emotions, which did get through to the second chance round. It did. It did. <laughs> I thought, great message, but delivered in an awful song. I'm sorry. He, he's kind of gone from... He was kind of floppy-haired a few years ago. Yeah. And now he's, got, he's gone bleach blonde and very short crop. So he's getting Eminem vibes. Mm-hmm. from it again a very contemporary song he's got his four backing dancers you know and giving a bit giving emotion yeah I, I did tweet at the time saying that there's there's something lacking from it it's I, I don't know what and then somebody replied saying emotion <laughs> yeah what i felt it was lacking was actual singing he was doing sing speaking all the way through i thought oh you think yeah, yeah. It ne- I felt like it never really took off. Mm. Never really got going, it felt like. It's also one of the shorter ones. It's only 2 minutes 48. You had an extra Oops. 12 seconds to play with. Oh, well. If you're not making the most of the time, then... Yeah. <laughs> so, he didn't get through, he's, but he's in second chance. So, he, there's, yeah. still a, there's still every chance he's going to get through. Now, so that's our seven songs. Do you agree with what got through to final and what through to second chance? Uh, I, I have to say, I think the two that went straight through, I think, were the best two. And I think of the two that went through to Second Chance, they were the next two. I, they, I, I, in fact, the order in which they came, like the two that won the two Second Chances and Fifth, Sixth and Seventh, I think is exactly where I would have put them myself, to be honest. Yeah, I, and I would, as I was watching, I was saying to Phil at the time, for me, the Mamas and the Robin Benson is my second if I had to choose because he's the best of what's left. 
uh, but I don't expect it to pan out like that. And actually, <laughs> that's what happened. Totally yeah. Surprised. Didn't expect to call it like that. No. So Heat One is down. Mm-hmm. Plenty more to come. Now, in terms of what Melfest in this kind of new show for 2020, there were a few changes. Oh, okay. We've got chats with the authors instead of the artists as like the intro video to Oh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice. It's yeah. not something they've done for a while. But when you have Yimmy Jansen writing six out of the 28 songs, that means we are going to be seeing him <laughs> quite a lot. Yes, I was just like, didn't wasn't he on the previous one? Is, am I, has he got a twin? <laughs> then I was like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> does kind of make me think, I don't know, should there be a rule maybe that, you know, one songwriter per song and if yeah. you, you can't you can't spam loads of entries. I don't know, maybe yeah. let us know. You know, if you want to comment, tell us no, we're talking rubbish, please do. Maybe you, you think, no, it should be free for because otherwise we're going to lose some really good songs. We should be free yeah. to put in what we want. So that was a change. We also have lost the green room, which I'm a bit slightly oh. disappointed because that oh, was, they, yeah. they had nice little coffee table, cocktail tables and, and bar stools where they, they would hang out, the artists would hang out with their writers. Oh, right. In the big green room. Like the uh, Interior Illusions Lounge. Yes. <laughs> and that's all been given the axe. And now they just line the axe up on the side of the stage, really. Yeah. And and introduce who's qualified and you know the, the rest of them just do the walk of shame. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Off you go. Bye. Also new for this year is the Melody Festival and Hall of Fame, in which 48 people are being <laughs> inducted. Like, Whoa. Good grief. That's a lot. And so they're going to be showcasing 12 uh, people each week. And the second chance round is going to be heavily featuring the Hall of Fame for some reason. Okay. Uh, at the moment, this fa- this Hall of doesn't actually exist. It's not a physical thing. It's a concept. Oh, it's a concept. It's a concept. <laughs> but and it's nice. And I like the fact that they put certain rules around it to say you can't have something from the last 10 years go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. That's absolutely right because how can you celebrate stuff from Melfest that has gone down in the public consciousness that people remember year after year unless you've given it enough time yeah so i completely agree with that so we had our first inductees there's we've got all kinds we've got people we've got people like lena Philipson for her contributions we've got after dark who only competed once or twice but people remember them because they were the first drag act ah okay and it was a fantastic performance so it's not just that the conductors have been thrown in there. Writers are in there as well. Bobby Lundgren, a real mix. It's not just about a song or a writer. Sometimes it's just an incident that happened, apparently. <laughs> a memorable thing that happened around Melody Festival. So yeah. we're going to see lots of those over the coming weeks as well. So that makes it that's nice. We get to see a bit of nostalgia and some video clips of previous Melfesters and very dodgy haircuts. Hmm. over the years so i'm liking seeing that i love a bit of archive telly i do so overall did you enjoy the show because this is really the first time that you've dug into the semis isn't it it is really i've, I've watched the final for the last few years and do you know what uh, as i would come to expect from the swedish i thought it was a slick production uh nice balance of cheese and professionalism i thought it is it's what we expect from svt job done indeed congratulations we will be back next week with another pod covering 
semi number two, which is going to be in Gothenburg or Jotteborg, <laughs> as the Swedish say. <laughs> we do hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, please do comment. We do read everything that you write. We do. We may not always agree with it. It's <laughs> 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 fine. Criticise us. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we don't appreciate the music. Or agree with us. We don't mind. All comments are welcome. We do hope you've enjoyed listening to us. We're going to be back next week. Until then, thank you for listening. I've been Gary. And I've been Mark. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.